Thank you, Stacy. Hi, Bill. How are you today? I'm good, Joe. How you doing? Good. Uh, I was just wondering, at this point in the week, on a short week, what's the most important thing for your guys as they get ready to step on this flight? Is it more of getting their body right or of the mental thing of, of getting the game plan and continuing to study? Yeah, I, I think a combination of both. Um, you know, physically being ready to play. Uh, we're, you know, this is a, like a Saturday for us, so there's a... Uh, you know, routine that everybody's in that um, we're not quite in, but up until this to this point, we got to try to get as close to as we can to our normal day before and day of the game routine. Um, but that said, there's still time between now and the game to continue to prepare, um, watch film, uh, talk to teammates about um, you know, calls or adjustments or or things like that, and or, or ask questions and. And we meet tonight and tomorrow morning, and, and I'm sure that we'll have some questions from guys that, um, you know, saw something or, or talked about something and just, you know, need to clear it up. So that's really enables us to um, play confidently and play aggressively to try to iron out as many of those things as we can. Great. So, Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. My next question, Chris Williams, followed by Nick O'Malley. Hey, Bill, how are you? Oh, good, Chris. How's it going? Good. Um, want to check in on the the role you feel the secondary has played in improving the overall pass rush, and how you feel the coverage has perhaps helped out you know, Judon and others who have been able to put up big numbers. Right. Well, the the passing game is um, really a combination of just team defense. It's um, the pass rush forcing the ball out uh, on time and the coverage, um, having the receivers covered at over a certain you know at a certain period of time for the timing of the play based on the depth of the quarterback drop and so forth that that they're kind of when they match the receivers so one without the other isn't isn't really um you know that good if you have a good rush on the quarterback if the receivers are open then you know the quarterbacks will get rid of the ball and vice versa you can't cover them all day uh so the rush has got to match the coverage so it's really uh, a little bit of a understanding from a team team standpoint that you know on shorter throws and shorter drops, uh, how we have to you know, rush quicker and force the ball out on time, and the coverage has to match those routes quicker. And on longer plays, uh, we have a little a little bit more time to uh, generate our pass rush, and whether that be techniques or or some type of a you know movement stunt, uh, and from a coverage standpoint, we we're not covering the receiver until they get. Um, further down the field or, or further into their route. And so um, it's the combination of those things coming together and, and recognizing the type of pass it is and, and the timing of the pass and then um, matching the rush and the coverage to, uh, to meet it. And, you know, teams like Atlanta and um, New Orleans and, uh, you know, Tampa, Dallas, those teams all did a good job of mixing the – the type of pass that they threw, so you couldn't always count on it being uh, the same rhythmic type of pass. Um, so, if you get you know deep drops, short drops, moving pockets, play action, uh, different types of play action that, that change up the you know the way the rushers are going to um, go to the quarterback. Whether sometimes that's the line sliding on a blocking scheme or 
a guard pulling on a blocking scheme, but it's not a run, uh, and then that, that changes the rush a little bit. So, um, And all those things are done by the offense to try to uh, keep the defense off balance and, and either slow down the rush or, or cause some hesitation in, in the aggressiveness of the rush. So it's our job defensively to figure that out and, and try to make, um, you know, re recognize what's happening and, and react to it as quickly as we can. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a challenge for us this week. But um, there are many times where our pass rush forces the, and sometimes that's because of disguise on the pre-snap, but it forces the quarterback just to hold the ball a split second longer, and that really helps the rush. And, and, uh, and there also have been times when the rush is kind of right there and the quarterback can't, can't get to his primary receiver on that particular pattern. And, and then that gives the, the defenders that half second, split second longer to match it. Um, and so, you know, hopefully those will continue to work together favorably for us. And on Matt Ryan as well, obviously folks around here have been following him for a while since his time at, at Boston College. How have you seen him evolve over the years and, and he's one of those guys you're kind of talking about before that's really good at extending you know, the play and and allowing for uh, receivers to, to to get open well i think this year he's really done a good job um uh, and has really improved uh his timing on the passing game and and not holding the ball uh, as long getting it out on time more consistently um he has a good arm and and reads coverage as well and all that there's never really uh, been a question on that, but I feel like in watching him play last year to this year that that his timing is is good. Uh, the ball comes out quickly, and and he's just not holding it very much. He's getting to his outlet receivers quickly, and and um, and getting the ball in their hands, and then they're able to to make positive plays. And uh, in the past, um, you know, again, I think he's just improved in that area. So whether that's whatever. The coaching, Julio not there. I, I, I'm not really sure what's the cause of all that, but uh, I think it's it's noticeable how how much more efficient he's been in the passing game. His completion percentage is up. His sacks and interceptions are down. Um, so I don't think he's playing well. Next question, Nick O'Malley. Hey, Bill. Hi, uh, Bill. Uh, uh, I, I want to ask about uh, tight ends, and when I'm thinking of uh, defending tight ends and the Falcons, I'm thinking of the game a few years ago going up uh, against uh, Tony Gonzalez, member of the play, where he had basically had two guys on him lining up uh, like gunners on the goal line. That's right. <laughs> what, um, does does Kyle Pitts uh, present that same sort of like athletic challenge where maybe not lining up the two guys like gunners, but um, where you sort of have to find a unique circumstance defensively to match up with that? Yeah, well, we're not allowed to do that anymore. We're not allowed to, to vice him like we could um, back when we went against Gonzalez, but uh, if we could, this this would probably be a, a good week to do it. Um, yeah, Pitts is a really really talented player. Um, he's he's very long, um, has excellent hands. It's good quickness to get off the line. Good quickness at the top of his route. He has a huge catch radius. Uh, has made some spectacular one-handed catches where um, the defenders are kind of grabbing at his other arm. He can only get one hand on the ball, and he still hauls it in. Um, again, he's a big target. Um, you know, Ryan's a very accurate quarterback, but um, he's a huge target. He's hard to overthrow, and and he he makes plays with the ball on either side of him that you know most receivers just can't make. So it's 
um, you know, somewhere between a Julio Jones and a Tony Gonzalez, and but he's a you know big strong guy too, but, you know like Gonzalez was. So if you start pushing off against him, uh, he's probably going to win that because he's bigger and longer and and just as strong as as anybody that's pushing on him. Unless they're a linebacker, and then if it's a linebacker, then he has a huge advantage against those guys from a you know speed and and quickness standpoint. So. He's really good, um, and and he's going to be really good. I'm sure he'll break all the tight end receiving records for a rookie this year. And um, um, you know, Coach Smith's done an excellent job of of um, you know putting him in positions where it's hard to you know, hard hard to get a lot of coverage on him. And then then the type of play that they run based on where he's lined up, it just um, you know he creates some opportunities for him, and he's certainly able to, to take advantage of them um, with his, his outstanding skill set. So uh, this is going to be a this be a tough matchup for us, sure. And as far as tight ends go, whether it's a guy like Gonzalez or Kittle or Kelsey, um, when a tight end's featured in the passing attack like that, what sort of challenge does it present as opposed to having like a top receiver like a Julio uh, Julio or a Hill, uh, where it's a guy that's a tight end where you're really focusing on? Yeah, well, again, I'd say the difference with um, with Pitts from what we've seen so far. I know you know we've got half a season, and and um, they haven't had Ridley uh, here for a couple of weeks, but but Pitts plays a lot of receiver. I mean, he plays as a wide receiver, extends out outside the formation, and so when you talk about a player like Julio Jones, um, again, he's a great player in his own right, but you never saw Julio Jones really line up at tight end. Um, you would see Gonzalez and, and Kelsey and, and Kittle and those guys flex out a little bit, but most of their damage was done inside. And that's a great place for a tight end because he has so many two-way options of going outside or going inside. But when you're in the middle of the field, it's kind of you can go anywhere. And I would say Pitts has impressed me with his ability to play as a perimeter receiver, as a true perimeter receiver. Um, a high percentage of the time, it's not like he's just out there, you know, once or twice a game. He's out there a lot. Now, from game to game, it could be different, but you've got to be, you got to be able to handle him out there, and then you've got to be able to handle him inside too. Um, and again, you don't see very many receivers come in and actually block um, and block one of the front seven players. They might come in and block a DB, but they don't come in and block one of the front seven players. And I think that's. You know, one of the things that separates Kittle from, um, you know, a lot of other tight ends that you could talk about is, is his um, superior blocking ability. But Pitts can come in there and block. Um, but then I would say more than Gonzalez or more than Kittle or even Kelsey, he extends out more than they do too. So his his ability to really be a a receiver to a tight end is is pretty impressive. It's similar to Patterson. Um, uh, Corderell, who can play receiver, slot receiver, and running back um, on any given play, and and he doesn't look out of place in any of those spots, and and those are really challenging matchups for a defense when 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 you look at a player, but you really don't know what he is. Like with Patterson, is he a running back? Is he in the slot, or is he a perimeter receiver? And and he's killed he's killed teams at all three spots. Or the same thing when you call a defense, you don't know if if Pitts is going to be attached to the tackle or detached from the tackle, flexed a little bit, or 
you know, lined up outside the numbers. And he's a problem in all spots. So uh, those guys are, are tough. And, and uh, you know, Coach Smith's done a good job of, I would say, putting together a, a very versatile team. You, you look at a guy like Franks, uh, who's you know, similar to Hill from uh, New Orleans, plays quarterback, but he also plays tight end. Uh, and he also plays in the kicking game. And he's, you know, he's out there, you know, banging heads with linebackers and, you know, running backs and everybody else on special teams. So uh, is he a tight end? Is he a quarterback? Um, again, he's on the field. It, it, again, it goes kind of back to the Hill conversation. He's on the field. But you really don't know where, where he's going to align. And that makes it hard to call defenses if you – you don't know if he's in the backfield or behind the center or where he is. So uh, that those kind of things cause problems. So I'd say, in just general, Coach Smith has really um, put together a, a a group of players in the offensive skill positions that are are versatile and they can they can do a lot of different things. And then he formations them around so that it makes it extremely hard defensively to uh, to match up to them and. Um, that's, you know, that's that's very challenging. Great, thank you, Bill. You're welcome. I see some additions here. We're going to take two final questions. We have a bus to catch. Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Park and Mike Reese. Hey, Bill. Uh, I wanted to ask you about another one of the Falcons' young players, AJ Terrell. It seems like he's been very had a very good start to the season. What have you noticed from him studying him that makes him so effective? Yeah, Terrell's a, a very instinctive player. Um, he has a good, good awareness and, and a good anticipation for the ball. Um, does a good job matching routes and, and Coach Pease runs uh, a lot of different coverages and coverage disguises. Um, and so it's some things look the same and then they're they're different um, and and they mix it up. So from play to play, you you might get the same thing, but you also might get uh, quite a variety from play to play. This depends on how he wants to play you. So, um, again, I haven't worked with him, but he appears to be a very smart player. Uh, and again, I think you almost have to be to, to be in Coach P's system because of the, again, coverage variations that they run, but the disguises and just the way, you know, the way he plays. Um, you know, he, he seems like a very instinctive and, and, uh, and smart player, you know, and, so they've got, um, again, several guys back there, like Duran, who we know well, who's, a you know, again, a very instinctive player that, that sees a lot of the field and can make, you know, make adjustments back there very quickly. It, it looks like they have a pretty good group back there that, that can handle, you know, a, a lot of different looks to throw the offense. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Last question, Mike Reese. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Um, so, Bill, going back to a venue um, with some great memories for the Patriots, I'm sure you probably haven't put much thought in it, but when you go back to a place where, you know, some great things have happened for the team, do you allow yourself any moments of, you know, reflection as you're just sort of stepping into the building on that night? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you're right, Mike. I really thought about it a lot. Um, you know, I'll try to do a better job on the replay than I did the last time, but... Um, you know, it's you know it's a, it's a great place to play. It's a great stadium. I mean, it's it's big and and um, 
You know, really the biggest thing we need to focus on is just obviously crowd noise and cadence and so forth and communication, but, you know, really just our, our preparation for the, the Falcons and, uh, um, you know, what, what we'll need to do tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, maybe once we get in there, we'll, we'll, we'll take a closer look. Thanks. Safe travels. We'll see you down there. All right. Thanks, Mike.